Hi, this is Doug Zanger, America's editor for The Drum, here at my home base in Portland, Oregon. Over the past almost two years, we've spoken to some truly amazing leaders on our Exceptional Women of the World podcast. Originally started as Exceptional Women Out West due to my unique geography, we expanded the show globally to shine a light on the lives, work, achievements, and perspectives of women in creativity, advertising, marketing, technology, and more. Over the course of these shows, we've learned a lot. And as we lead up to the next 3% conference in New York next week, we decided to take a look back and recall what past 3% conference attendees and speakers have put on their must-read lists. Some are about business, some about life, fiction, nonfiction, news, opinion, and everywhere in between. It's an interesting snapshot and a little 3% conference reading list as we here at The Drum look forward to proudly partnering with the 3% conference once again this year. Enjoy. I'm Lynn Power. I'm the CEO of J. Walter Thompson, New York. What's a must read? I read Stephen King's Night Shift when I was 12, back in 1979. Interesting. It had just, it was, I think it was published in 1978, okay? So it was like a new book. And it was, for me, like, totally opened up my imagination. I was like, oh my God, reading can be amazing. So I am a voracious reader. I read I read at least three books at any given time at the same time. I have okay. multiple books going on. Okay. Because I usually have one that's a little more sort of businessy and I'll have a good fictiony and I'll have a good like detective book. I always have like multiple. But the reason I'm bringing up this book is because I have a 14-year-old daughter. She's now getting into reading and last year I said to her, you got to read Stephen King Night Shift. And she read it, and it was just like when I read it. It's, you know, yeah. so many years later, and she had that same, holy shit, this is amazing. How much can I read of Stephen King? I'm like, oh, he's written oh, a lot. Yeah. Don't worry. He's, he's written more than one. He's written more than one. You can. So now she's she's literally like... Amazing. Just burning through like every book he's written, and she's just loved it. So that's why I think, you know, any book that kind of gets you... Spark. Yeah. Yeah. It's you kind of motivated is good. And it's interesting because I think you're right. If you pick one author, and especially if you evangelize that to other, like whether it's family, friends, or colleagues, and you kind of turn them on to something. Because the business books are fine, right? I mean, They're Malcolm Gladwell. They're must-reads, right? Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. I, but good, you know, good to read. Yeah. But it's when you get outside of that, that's kind of interesting. I'm like in the milieu of Icelandic crime novels right now. Oh, I've read most of those. It's ridiculous. Like the pacing is so slow, the but it's enjoyable. So slow, but, but, I still but that's like what's them. enjoyable about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm reading a Swedish crime no- novel right now. Okay. But anyway, we'll we can have a whole we'll conversation about that. I'm Jamie Goodfriend. I'm the global chief marketing officer for Wonderman. What's a must-read? I love Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Okay. A friend of mine is a writer and gave mm-hmm. this to me, and it's a lesson for life. It's a story of Anne Lamott as a child who she came home one day and her brother was sitting at the kitchen table with a crazy, massive chaos of papers and books spread out over the kitchen table. Apparently, he had waited to the last minute to do a book report on the North American migratory patterns of birds. And he waited to the night before and he was freaking out. Her father, who was really quite brilliant, came over to her brother and put his hand on his shoulder and said, Bird by bird, my son, bird by bird. And it's a lesson in life about how you just go from, you can only do one thing at a time, and Mm -hmm. it's incredibly helpful and insightful. 
My name is Val DeFebo and I'm the CEO of Deutsche New York. What's a must read? For me, a must read is the New York Times book review every Sunday. Okay. In paper. So in the paper. In the paper. I like to, I pick that piece out mm -hmm. and I take it with me. And I don't read it all on Sunday, but, or on Saturday when I get it. But I like to look at it through the week. And it's, it's interesting because I like to see, I look at the bestseller list, whether they're the e-bestsellers or the, right. you know, the hardbacks or um, paperbacks. I like to see what people all over the country are reading. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting to kind of see where people's heads are. It gives you a little bit of a cultural, like, right. touch point. And then I just like to read about the things they cover, the reviews and things. I want to see what's out there, what people right. are writing about now. What, uh, what are people reading now, recently? Well, what's the mood of the country, Val? Well, you know, the mood of the country is, is through the lens of books is like everything else mixed, right? <laughs> it is. We're not a happy place. Well, and I, in some places we are a happy place. I, well, I think that people are happy in their own thing, right. but I'm not sure that they're all happy about the same thing. In other words, some people are reading Hillbilly Elegy and some people are reading uh, The Zookeeper's Wife and The Handmaid's Tale or whatever. Right, you know? right, right. And there are millions of people still reading Hamilton, right? So there are lots of things that people are reading. But I think it's interesting to look at what, what's being written too. Like I still love reading the books about the things that are recovered from the Nazis or the people who helped the Jews during World War II. I'm fascinated by it. And I'm fascinated that people are still writing books about it, that there are still firsthand accounts that you can get, that they're still digging up stories about. And I'm not talking about fiction. No, 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 no. But they're, they're unbelievably important. They're unbelievably important. And to me, just, I guess they exhibit a lot of the things that I, aspire to, which is I like the stories about the people who help save other people, who yeah. had empathy for other people. And so those are the ones that <laughs> even Monuments Men, right? Love that movie, love oh, that man. book. So, so right. underrated of a film, right? Yeah, so underrated. We watch it at home a lot, but, yeah. but I love it because it's so historical. It's so, um, I love the, the... It's such an interesting story. Like, yeah. who knew? Right. I love those those types of stories. Right. Who, like, who knew? Who knew? And all that art. So right. I love art. So like, so it's so exciting to me. In fact, we went to the Met. They have eleven pieces of Jeez. art from the Monuments Men, basically, and they're not all in one place. So you have to get the map and you have to go around the museum and look for them. Wow. Which is really cool. Oh wow. I'm Libby Brockoff, the CEO of Odysseus Arms. What's a must read? We like really old books. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. No, it's good. No, it's very good. Uh, also, Alex Boguski, if you remember or respect his work um, for turning Crispin Porter around, he had this hilarious old marketing book that literally almost fell apart. And he claims that he based everything that he knew and did around it, which I think there's some irony there. But a book that I really love um, from the 1970s is called The Universal Traveler. Um, and it was written by Don uh, Coburg. And it was uh, sort of a guide to creative thinking, I guess. And it's really a must read for anybody that wants to do anything remarkable. My professor that I mentioned, Ray Nichols, is it was um, our first book that we had to read and pretty much allows anybody to be a super creative. And as I was preparing to talk to you today, 
I realized that so many other people have actually talked about this book in TED Talks. IDEO has mentioned it as an influence. And I had you know, been thinking about this book before I knew that. And it's just really hilarious because if anybody takes the time to Google it, it just has the worst graphics. It's, it's a paperback book. And if you saw it in a bookshop, you'd walk right past it and not think that there was anything useful in it. And I was just enamored to find out that IDEO and all these other people, Seth Godwin, you know, have mentioned it. So I was pretty happy with my idea here. Underscores the importance of words matter, not necessarily the package in which they come. My name is Danielle trevisano Holly. I'm a writer and the chief creative officer of America's at Possible. What's a must read? You know, this question makes me really sad because my kids are still really little and I travel constantly. And unfortunately, I'm working on planes. I'm not getting the time to read. Mm-hmm. So I read, I used to read voraciously. In fact, my our wedding, my husband and I, when we first met, my husband was traveling a lot and we started a book club of one, of two people. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it was just he and I and we were in our own little book club because we both hated talking on the phone. Right. And so when we would get on the phone, we would say, what did you think of X, Y, and Z chapter? Right. And of course, now we do it with, TV shows, which is which is sad. No, um, but I've spent the last five years trying to make my way through the the adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Okay, um, but I just don't get to read as much as I as I want to read anymore. But love fiction, absolutely love fiction. Um, I think that the ability to conjure stories that are that are not there, um, recounting something is beautiful and magical, but. You know, conjuring something that didn't exist before and creating an entirely new world that people didn't know about is fascinating to me. My name is Margaret Keene. I'm the Executive Creative Director at Mullen Lowe in Los Angeles, California. What's a must read? The book that sits on the table in the bathroom once a day. Okay. <laughs> Which is? I'm just trying to get through a Vanity Fair at this stage. <laughs> right? I mean, I was, I, I was kind of hoping for like, <laughs> are you there, God? It's me. I mean, but don't Margaret. even say that. Don't fucking say that. Don't Why? say that. Because can you imagine? Can you imagine going through puberty and having that be like on the best? Can you imagine list? having the name Doug and having that schlubby cartoon character as yes. your namesake? Yes, I can. <laughs> I can. I totally can't. I was actually just going for Judy Bloom points, no. and it was just serendipity no, that it happened to be it that. No, okay. it doesn't right, work. It's a Vanity Fair. You're trying yeah. to get through So vanity. guess what? Not only that, and this is a good little... Not only that, so <laughs> picture that you're 13, right? On the verge, probably... You're anyway. dodging this question, by the way. No, I'm not. That's no, fine. Okay, go ahead. I'm not. And, uh, and yeah, and, and <laughs> Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, is like the number one bestseller, right? Yeah, right. And, and you, you're the idiot whose name is Margaret, which that'll make break my mom's heart but but also not only are you the one that's name is margaret but your last name is midget see yeah now you've yeah i get it got it but doug it was tough that's a great name doug's my dad's name okay well that's good that's a good name but we we can relate okay margaret thatcher okay you know margaret johnson your counterpart in san francisco i love her isn't she the best and we're like yeah we're that we're north and south yeah she's the best she's rad Good dodging the question. It's a long, it's, a, it's an old name. I'm Kate Jeffers. I'm partner and owner of Venables Bell Partners and currently the managing director of the agency. What is a must read? You know, I'm a believer in reading everything, sort of unabashedly reading pulpy, silly stuff and reading stuff that's good for you, that's in my book club list. 
And I think you have to read opinions by people you agree with and people you don't agree with. I think, mm -hmm. again, the world isn't flat. And I think you mm -hmm. kind of have to remember that there's so many differing perspectives that are out there that are interesting and worth reading about whether or not you agree. What's something recently you've read that blew you away? So I am a big John Krakauer fan. And I just did, Interesting. yes, okay. yep. and I just went through Utah. I did a road trip with my family mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and I read Under the Banner of Heaven, which is this, um, he sort of does this really interesting overview of the roots of Mormon faith and then Mormon extremism, and it was mm -hmm. pretty fascinating. It's not light reading. No, but I, I just, I think the way he digs in is really, really cool. I'm Pam Fujimoto, Executive Creative Director of Wang Duty LA. What's a must read? I have two things. One of them's really nerdy. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's the book, and I and every, anybody that works here knows that I recommend this to them all the time because this issue comes up. It's a book called Making Ideas Happen by Scott Belsky, mm -hmm. you know, who uh, is the Behance and 99 yep. U and, and whatnot. And he's written a lot of other books too, but I just think that one is so great for strategies for a creative to actually get stuff done. I think that a lot of us creatives, we have a lot of ideas and we want to do a lot of things and mm -hmm. we don't do most of them. And right. it's not because we can't. And it's because we don't, we don't know the sort of discipline and skills and strategies to be able to do it. And of course, I'd like to do a lot more also, but I think I'm a lot better because of books like that and various other sort of things that I've learned along the way. And I, I just always recommend that book to anybody that is having a problem trying to fit it all in or, or knowing how to tackle their list. What's the other book? And the other book is not like that book at all. So by Haruki Murakami, The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Do you and know it? Do I you know read? of it. It's probably his most famous book, but I've read all of his books. And it's a bizarre trip. I mean, the reason I like it is for the exact opposite reason, I guess, that I like that Making Ideas Happen book. That book is entirely practical in terms of life work strategies. And his book is like a David Lynch film, you know, made into a book where the whole thing, it's like you're questioning everything that happens. He just has such an amazing imagination and, mm -hmm. and paints a really visual story with words and he has such bizarre references. I can't even describe it to you. I'm sorry, I'm not even doing No, but I think it underscores <laughs> an important point that stuff like this is so mind expansive. It's contrast, like I just said. Those, mm -hmm. those yeah. are the two. Those One two side sides. of the spectrum, the other. Yeah, side of the of spectrum. things that I enjoy. My name is Jean Freeman. I am owner and chief operating officer of Zambezi. What's a must read? The Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz, who has you know, started three companies. He's now uh, a very successful venture capitalist. This is a book I suggest to anyone who's thinking about starting a business or taking over a business. Whereas a lot of business books can be very theoretical, this has a lot of practical application. Mm -hmm. I even brought it. Is there a particular passage that you like? It's a very no-nonsense perspective on management. People always ask me, what's the secret about being a successful CEO? Sadly, there is no secret, but if there's one skill that stands out, it's the ability to focus to make the best move when there are no good moves. It's the moments that you feel like hiding or dying that you can make the biggest difference as a CEO. In the rest of this chapter, I offer some lessons on how to make it through the struggle without quitting or throwing up too much. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole book is written from that perspective. And 
That's why he wrote it, because he didn't feel that anyone was speaking in a real in a real sense to people who wanted to start running businesses, because it's very hard. So that's a book I always recommend. My name is Diane Wilkins, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Critical Mass. What's a must-read? Anything. Just read. I'm, I'm what do you a like to big read? performer. I read a lot of fiction. Yeah. I had a lit degree, English lit degree, okay. way back in the day. Um, the and the so layers of the onion continue the, yeah. to be peeled. The, yeah, the <laughs> English degree, amazing. golf pro. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was not a, it was not a straight line. No. Right, my path. I've often said my favorite job is CEO of Critical Mass. My second favorite job was cutting the greens on the golf course. Yeah. In the summers oh, at yeah. the golf course where I grew up. Uh huh. You but like to read a lot of fiction. I do. I read a lot of fiction. I read some nonfiction. I'm not a big industry business book. Right. Yeah. How does that inform your leadership, though? I mean, that, that's got to be nice because, again, the, the nonlinear thing, it potentially takes away some of those layers and allows you to think a little bit differently. Perhaps. You know, I really am a big believer in the whole person and not just the business persona that focuses on, you know, business or marketing or advertising or whatever we're talking about. But whatever your career is, you need inspiration from outside. Right. You need people from outside. You need your coworkers to have lives outside. Right. Because one dimension is never good enough. My name is Margaret Johnson. I am the Executive Creative Director of Good Bee Silverstein and & Partners, and a partner as well. What's a must read? Must read, Sunday, New York Times. On a tablet or like legit, get the paper? Legit, get the paper one day a week, only Sundays, but spend a good two hours pouring over it. Get into the New York Times Magazine, read it cover to cover. Why? Uh, you know, it's just like, Feeling I mean, connected, I, feeling connected to the world. Also, just taking that time to drink coffee and lounge and not be distracted by other things like your phone or chores or running right, errands right. or all the stuff that we all do on weekends. It's just nice to take that two hours and, and really immerse yourself in something that is incredibly interesting and keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world. I agree with you. And get up to speed. <laughs> Realize what you've missed the whole right. week while you were doing all that other stuff. Right. My name is Mira Adura, and I'm the founder and ECD of Red & Co, a creative and innovation agency in Portland, Oregon. What's a must-read? Profit by Gibran, Orientalism by Said, The Velveteen Rabbit Always Makes Me Smile, anything Rumi, anything Krishnamurti, anything Robert Fisk's right. In the last few weeks, I've read Vagina by Naomi Wolf. I'm currently reading Mothering from Your Center by Tammy Lee Kent. You're a bit of a voracious reader. You know what? Last year I read a ton. I was pregnant. I was reading a ton because I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing okay. much else. Yeah. Growing babies and reading. Sure. But since my kids have been born, I've not read a lot. So I'm now trying to get back get caught up. into that. <laughs> the literary version of Netflix. <laughs> Let's get caught up. Let's get caught up in the literary version of Stranger Things. <laughs> so I am the founder of the 3% Conference, and my name is Kat Gordon. What is a must-read? Oh my God, I am loving this new book by Adam Grant mm -hmm. called Originals, and the subtitle is How Nonconformists Move the World. Right. Um, I'm actually really excited because he's agreed to come speak at the conference. I always judge a book, especially a you know, a business book is I'll, I'll fold up the lower corner of the page. If there's something on that page that I want to 
you know, type at, out or copy right here. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. Got lots of little folds going. Yeah, here. exactly. And so if, after you have like 20 pages folded, I was like, wow, I need, I need this guy to come talk at 3%. But what's amazing is he's a Wharton professor. He writes for the New York times. And a lot of this book is about how creativity and ingenuity, a lot of it is about entrepreneurialism, how you can create conditions to make it more, more fertile. Right. Right. And, the reason that this book appeals to me, not only because I live in Silicon Valley and I, you know, have worked with a lot of startups and things, but um, when he talks about um, the creative process, he says that if um, people that are going to be evaluating creative ideas spend 15 minutes before that process generating their own ideas on the same problem, that the results end up being much better in terms of what idea you land on and how successful it is. Interesting. So there's a lot of things like that in this book. So I, I would say that book for people that listen to this podcast that are interested in creativity is just filled with so many interesting pieces of research and takeaways and anecdotes. This is cool. Yeah. Forward by Sheryl Sandberg. Cheryl Sandberg, yeah, she and Adam co-authored a bunch of pieces in the New York Times last year called, I think, Lean In Together about the mm-hmm. importance of men supporting women at home so that they can, well, we talked about that with you and your wife. Yes, yeah, yes, you can. are an ambassador. <laughs> so I'm preaching to the choir. 